Three Sports Guns presents the Brushback Pitches, high and inside. Usually a 90-mile-an-hour fastball thrown at the batter's head. The three Gunthers ready to shoot off their opinions on everything sports. The Brushback Pitches. It's Brushback Pitches podcast presented by 3sportsguns.com. Two Gunthers this week, Blair, Harold, and thank you to our on-site producer Rick Mason in partnership with My Retro Radio, Tyler Out, I guess, scouting some ACC teams. Which is no surprise because he's had a surprise pick for the, the first three conferences we previewed. This week, though, we're going to wrap up the trade deadline for baseball, talk about fantasy baseball with uh, Pops and I facing off as the two and three seed. Talk about that just for a little bit. Fantasy football because we made some trades with keepers and then a whole lot of football because we got the SEC and then we're going out west for our NFL previews. Starting in baseball, trade deadline came and went, Pops. Who won the trade deadline? If you had to pick one team that had the best deadline. I think to fit their needs, it was the Dodgers because they got a right fielder with Reddick, and then they sent Puig down to the minors, really has not produced, and has actually been basically a jackass. Um, Hill is a, you know, it's amazing, hard to believe this guy was a Cubs pitcher and just really lost it, went to independent baseball, now he's like, his ERA sub three. If he can come back as I'm dealing with blister issues, he really helps the Dodgers pitching rotation, and if you haven't noticed... Dodgers are only two games out because the Giants are five and twenty since the All Star break. I saw that. I think there's a there's a stat the other day that said I think before the All Star break, games pitched by Cueto and Baumgartner, they lost like four, and they're like one and eight since the All Star yeah, break. Yeah, I, I own both on, on two fantasy teams, and they have just been el stinko. Uh, but anywho, I think the Dodgers. They don't score a lot of runs. They're going to have to pitch, and I, I don't think you're going to get Clayton Kershaw back. But I think. Getting Rich Hill helps. I don't, well, know. I don't know if you saw. I think Bud Norris, they said, confirmed. I think he's heading to the DL now. Yeah, he's, he's on the disabled list. They have all sorts of injuries. The Giants have a tendency to, to have these fades in August where they couldn't, like I said, they couldn't score a run. If you spotted them, the bases loaded, three balls, no strikes, you threw it down the middle, they still figure a way not to score. Um, they're in one of those. I anticipate them to turn around. I think the Giants got Will Smith and Matt Moore. Cubs are in wanting on Matt Moore because he has a very nice, friendly contract. Right. I don't know if that's going to be enough. I think they're going to have to get a bat. They think Hunter Pence coming back is going to help them. Hasn't helped them so far. Everybody thinks Texas right. won this because they got LaCroix behind the plate, Beltron to DH, and they got Jeffress in the pen. I just think they could use another arm because they've got Hamels, you Darvish, who's still trying to come back. You don't know really what you have with him. And then your number three pitcher for Texas is? That's a good question. I don't know. It's supposed to be Colby Lewis, who I don't think is pitching yet. So it's right, because he, he's actually going to come back, right? Because in fantasy terms, I've been watching him and the the Angels one, but the Angel guy they finally confirmed is, is done for the season. Colby Lewis is supposed to be back. Supposed to be back. But I don't know what that means. People like what the engines did with Miller and the Penn. The problem is they're on a San Francisco run right now, which is not good because Detroit's been in two games right. of them. They've been hot. So... The clothes are only worse if you're leading going to the ninth inning. Yes. And that's not happening right now. The Mets getting Bruce, I don't think that does mm-hmm. anything because they're floundering around. You know, uh, Melanson going to Washington. Nationals. 
they need a bat. I know Tyler was kind of honest for saying just because they have one that they're not going to win. The problem is they don't think they're that good. They did call up Trey Turner. That's like that's like trading right. For a bat. That, no, I mean he's been a revelation. And I was telling texting you last night. It was a hell of a pickup. He's he's supposed to, he's compared to my favorite fantasy guy, Jose Altuve. Uh, I mean he's one and of my favorite players <clears> too. He's off for obvious reasons. How about some of the sellers? What about the Yankees? They trade two of their three closers, which again is a bit of a luxury for a team that's not going to make the playoffs, and they add like two or three top fifty prospects four or five top 100 prospects that'll restock a farm system quick yeah plus you're probably not going to win and that'll help you get a better draft pick too they've all come out and said that they're not playing a hole who's like four home runs or two home runs right. for 700 to share announced that he's retiring at the end of yeah, the season they're going to clear a lot of salary cap at least shows that brian cashman has smacked hal steinbrenner along and let's say look numb not stop being delusional start rebuilding this team because they're going to have to they did a good job. There were some thought that they weren't going to, and they're going to delude themselves. You know, Toronto getting Francisco Lariano. Not to mention two of the Pirates' top prospects to just to take on his contract. Yeah, Toronto's right there with Baltimore. Right. You know, for, for leading the division. I think Toronto got Scott Feldman, right. who the Cubs had and the Astros had, and he was bad, so he went there. They're going to have to keep... Aaron Sanchez in the rotation. He's been their best pitcher. Yes. They're going to a six-man rotation. Yeah. So <laughs> it was unprecedented trade deadline. They had 18 trades, and you haven't seen anything like this in 20 years, but, hey, this is for geeks, you know, who like trades like us. This is great. So what do you think about just diving in real quickly on the two Chicago teams? The, the only other trade the Cubs made is they got uh, Joe Smith. Is that his name? Joe Smith. I, from, I from the Angels. Yes. And then the Sox. They traded nobody. Zach Duke. But they already made that trade, right, with St. Louis before that right, deadline but I'm day? I'm just saying overall. Okay, so are you surprised that, one, the Cubs didn't do any more? Because I, I kind of agree I agree with what they said. They said they looked in on starters, but the asking price was astronomical, which right. clearly it was, and that the Sox didn't sell anybody. Because for me personally, I'm a little bit more surprised the Sox didn't sell anybody. Well, remember I told you, where I thought they were going to have to go get a setup guy for the Cubs because right. London, and they did not. Granted, Joe Smith's a setup guy for Houston Street, but he's not pitching that well this year but it's another arm and they end up dfaing uh nathan. joe nathan who just i watched him he just it was a nice story he's 41 years old he probably shouldn't be pitching and they brought jorge soler off the dl right the cubs are trying anything and everything as far as solidifying the bullpen you know someone who's pitched really well and they've brought him along slowly i think that they should start moving into those more high pressure situations it's edwards jr he still has a yeah, sub two era he's starting to pitch well so i think they got an arm i don't know if joe smith does anything for me but he's coming from the american league national league you hope that is something that benefits him as far as the white Sox, i didn't I mean, think would, they were going to trade sale but they could have traded other guys well, and, I, I, figured and with, I don't know what with the hell how the thinking hot is. The, the closer market is you would have thought they could have got somebody to sniff on robertson because word was the nationals were calling after chapman went somewhere and davis went on the dl well, the giants needed to close still need a closer and they might move him the problem is he's been bad the last month right i don't know what this means i think there's people in, in charge of the organization that's a little deluded and maybe the reinsdorf this is the socks being the socks for all intents and purposes I understand the logic of not trading Sale. Right. Because he's a, he's your best player. Oh, by the way, someone wrote an article for, I think it was the Sun Times, that uh, said what you said, basically, that the White Sox have wasted. I mean, it was an article based on how much they've wasted a great pitcher. Clearly. Clearly they're wasting a pitcher. And when I brought this up last year, and I was basically kicked out of the room for saying it, I, that was my point. You got a Hall of Fame pitcher who's pitching amongst the top ten pitchers, and you're pissing it away oh, yeah. because you couldn't find a baseball player if they fell out of the sky and hit you five times. 
So before you do anything, I don't want Kenny Williams out. I want somebody in charge of baseball ops like a Epstein. And then if you want to keep on or not, whatever. That's the only way you're going to fix this. Well, because I think the problem is they don't know what direction there is because it seems like perpetually they've had some seasons where they've spiked and been competitive for a chunk of the season because it was just like two or three seasons ago, right, where they ran it down to the wire and then they kind of folded yeah. the end of the Tigers one. But it seems like they don't know the direction. It seems like no, each year don't. everybody on the outside is like, okay, they need to kind of tear this down. And then they're like, okay, we're going to sign this veteran and this veteran. We're going to try it again. They're going to try to rebuild load. It's really what it is. It's a rebuild load is yeah. really what it is, and it's not worked. I think you've seen Houston, Washington, and the Cubs basically sell everything out, pull the Philadelphia 76ers tank, get three or four top number one draft picks produced. Now, obviously, you're going to have to draft well, and right. then the Sox aren't having been drafting well because I saw there's an article I saw out about the expectations of the White Sox uh, minor leaguers coming up, young players, and it said code word bad. Code word bad. Not good. Which doesn't make any sense because it's not like they've depleted their farm system. They clearly just haven't drafted well. So they not well, only... That's a problem. That's what I'm saying because they haven't traded anybody right. recently. That's... So you got to you gotta do that. But I think the other thing and that uh, especially the Cubs did more so than anybody else is you get those buy-low veterans and you ship them off when yes. you know the price is at its highest at the deadline. I... Especially now, look, look what happens if you had a decent starting pitcher. You could have got a haul for someone that's average. Right. Jose Marimba. Is somebody from the White Sox could at least pick a newspaper up and read what the Cubs did and realize, hey, that's a pretty good idea. You get got, you 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 rolled out Brian Matz or Matus like you were saying, and you were, if he had a good start, you might have peddled him for something. There was word that that's what the Cubs were shooting for. I don't know what the hell the Sox are doing. I mean, it, it's I I don't like White Sox fans because they're jackasses. Tyler, no no no, no disrespect for him, but having said that, in spite of their jackassness, they deserve better. Because right. this team, I don't know how the hell they won the World Series in 05 because they've just been well, floundering it, majorly since. In fairness, I mean, would you say that Chris, well, even more so because Burley got to win a World Series, but Burley kind of in that same line too, right? Because even as Cubs fans, we respect Burley, stand-up guy, really good pitcher, but yes. for the longest time, he was wasted. I mean, yes. he, has a, he has a World Series, a perfect game, and a no-hitter to his name. Right, but I think boy, the sale is even as good as Burley is. Sale is is Hall of Fame already, and and his his hall would be as astronomical. It, it, and I know maybe they're asking for too much, but there's there was talks that they thought they could get five to seven prospects for sale, and I think you could. Now there's I logic mean, from, is well we'll re- revisit this over the winter. I, I until it happens, I have a hard time believing it. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I don't actually see it happening, but I, no, that's what I've read too. They basically asked everybody who came calling for their top two pitchers, and they said we want you know three to five more top prospects as well right um i don't know okay so let's wrap up the trade deadline here after all the moves granted there could still be august trades but after this non-revocable waivers trade deadline what are you looking at for the you know the world series picture because a lot of people are saying i've seen both cleveland and texas are the teams that beat in the al of course everyone's kind of riding high on the cubs and it's only gotten more aid by the fact that the giants have come out of the all-star break tanking well i don't know i, I took the giants and the engines Okay. And boy, they you talking about I think you took a Texas team. I think you took the Rangers. Okay, maybe I, maybe I took the Strangers and the Giants. I would anticipate the Giants to bounce. I'm still going to stick with the Giants because I think it's hard to beat the top two pitchers and I think they'll bounce right. back. 
I would anticipate them making an effort to go get a bullpen closer because I think Robertson probably won't be claimed by anybody just because he's got one year left and he's not been pitching the best. And I think the Giants thinking, well, he's he'll got two years back. left. He signed a four year deal. No, it's three. I'm telling you, it's, it was like four and 46. It was three and 45. I'm telling you, it's, it's four. Okay, anywho. I think Matt Moore will pitch well out there. And I, would, I, think, I would hope so. I think the Giants, in as, as much as I'm a huge Cubs fan, I just, I just, I, I don't know. Until they do it, I'm not convinced this is their best team, but I think it ought to be a hell of a NLCS. I think the Rangers, I don't know what to think of Detroit. I think Detroit's got hot, and they're riding Justin Verlander. Big time. Zimmerman is on the DL. NFL Sanchez has sucked. Name the rest of the, the Tigers' p- pitching Fulmer. staff, and you can have my, okay, Fulmer, but then... Let me rephrase that. Name the rest of the pitching staff outside of Fulmer and Annabelle Sanchez, and you could have my car. Boyd? Uh, Matt Boyd? I don't know. I'm pretty sure. So I, I get the I, car. I wouldn't. You have that. Yeah, <laughs> I sold it to you. Anyway, I still think I'm going to probably go Rangers because. So is it Rangers over Indians in the ALCS? Yeah, I think so because I think Cleveland has got too good of pitching. They're just kind of. And nice rotation. I think they're probably going to have to go get a bat also because I think that's their weakness. And actually, those teams mirror each other. The Giants and the Engines, good pitching staff. The offense just needs to get hot when they're and when the off because they don't have anybody could carry that team offensively, and that's what's going on. But I right. think the Indians will get with the Rangers. Still taking the Rangers, still taking the Giants, and I'm going with the Giants because of pitching. I can understand that, and they're a veteran team too, which helps. But man, I, I I'm I mean after the top two, though I I do think more will pitch better out there. I don't know. I mean, this is a typical Giants team, right? All of a sudden, like, Kane will get hot, and then they'll just ride it through the postseason. Like, that'll happen in the next week. Well, they're going to need him to get hot, but I think them getting Matt Moore, he's a better version, and you, he might be able I, – I, if you – strap your seatbelts in. Jeff Samarge has been horrid over the last 10 starts, too. Bad. So I think if Moore can get it going, and I think he's he's got a better arm – and I think he's a better pitcher, then you possibly might have your number three pitcher in the, in the playoffs. One one question for one last question for you, Pops, and we'll talk fantasy baseball. With how Hendricks has pitched this year, and he has like a 1-8 ERA at home, If you obviously the Cubs are going to have at least one home series. Do you pitch him in one of the first two games? Not one of the first two, but I'd have to seriously think about him as number three. Well, then he's on the road. Yeah, I think probably in the opening series you could pitch him. Like game two? Uh, yeah, and let, let Lester... And uh, Lackey on the road. But, uh, yeah, I, I guess I get your point. Yeah, you, if you want to go to four-man rotation, you try him. But here's the thing. I've seen this before. 2008, they brought Dempster out, who has been impeccably good at Wrigley. And he got bombed by the Dodgers. I could see that. Okay. Let's talk fantasy baseball. Granted, we're, we're doing this uh, on Saturday, so the, the uh, matchup here is still undecided. But uh, I just wanted to touch on it real quick because it's the – is it the fir- is this the first time you and I have played each other? Second, it's I the beat second you the time. First time, but that was like way back at the beginning, it's, right? Yeah, it's been okay. a while. And then I know that we play each other one more time before the season ends. We do. I think so. I don't think so. Okay, maybe not. But I was looking forward to this matchup because obviously, it's not mathematically sealed yet, but it seems quite likely that you and I are going to play each other in the first round. More than likely. And if you haven't noticed, Johnny was down to my friend Ed, huge, like on Tuesday. And if you look recently, he's up now. It's his thing. He just, something about Thursday, just. I don't know. Yeah, I I think that you and I probably will be playing in the first round of the playoffs, and Johnny will be in the championship. And I don't know if either one of us could beat him. 
That's the thing. But and I just I just wanted to touch on that real fast because obviously I I was looking forward to it as a bit of a tune up to figure out what I uh, wanted to do because we have after this week we have four weeks left I think or is it three? I think four. Yes, four. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. kind of ready to get to the ready to get to the the baseball playoffs. To be honest with you, it's been typically I like this, but I, for some reason I don't know. You you picked up who Matt Moore and. I got uh, gr- gr- the, the Brewers the pitcher from Cle- uh, Speci- Milwaukee specifically because that he has you traded two ability. weeks ago. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I, I think we're headed to that. Um, I mean, that's the strategy. I don't know if you noticed this week. I've run with the traditional five starters, two closers each week, but this week I put Duffy in. I have gone. I've gone seven starters just because oh, it, it's that's, worked. That's why I traded for that guy. That's what I'm rolling because, out the rest of the year because it's just. It's it's just it's worked that way. So I think this is a p- playoff preview. I mean, I, I got one more pitcher left than you do, so I anticipate yeah. this thing going down to literally the last at bat almost. Yeah, because I have I have three today. Do you have three today, or do you have three tomorrow? Honestly, I don't know what. It might be two or two. I'm not for sure what I've got. Who's who? But I know I've, I know all I know is I got one more than you. I just don't need Bumgartner. I think the Giants are out east. I don't know where the hell they're playing. I don't need him to lay an egg. I mean, I really don't need him to lay an egg because he's been laying eggs lately. And I don't. I'm sorry. I'm not running. I'm not running an egg farm. Yeah. Trying to win a fantasy yeah. baseball title. So at this point, pops, who are you picking to get to the championship? Because I mean, that's what that's what I looked at this week. Like I said it's the first week I've run with six starters. I traded back for I think his name's Guerrera, so I could run with seven starters because I know I'm going to need the extra starts. And I've cut down my bats bench. I have two bats on my bench. I have well, nothing that's but what pitchers. I've been doing because I just. I just I have I I want more pitching options. I I, I don't know where it's 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 a toss up. I think you're going to have to wait and see how many starts your guys get versus my guys get that week because that that's really going to be the key here. I mean, you you get, you got to maximize your starts and, right. and your it seems like your offense is a little bit better than mine. I think my pitching is a little bit better than yours, but I think the at this point I think your offense I think agree with is that. a little bit better your team's a little bit better, equal a little bit better than mine at this point. I just need my offense needs to get going. This kind of my offense. I don't know. I, I you know I'm like I'm like the Mets. I could draft pitching. Couldn't find a bat if it hit me in the head. You know, uh-huh. and, and it's just my or I'm like the G in slate now. I get good pitching the offense. I need hey wake up, start doing something. And that's I find my offense starts producing. I think I win. The last couple of weeks they've just been. <coughs> Sleeping. I'm like, come on, guys, let's go. Well, if you win this week, it's not for sure guaranteed. Cause I don't know who's the rest of, left on your schedule, but I mean, not that it matters. Tyler, one of us, Tyler, next week. I still got Johnny one more time. I still oh, got Rodriguez. Okay, so and, I so. still might get the two seed thing because my schedule's no. Not you're not gonna get the two seed because I'm gonna win the the division winners the number two. You're locked into three. Are you sure? Yes. I thought we changed it so that the division winner just gets in. No. Oh, well then, never mind. I'm still gonna I'm gonna have the better record though because if you play Johnny again, unless you okay, miraculously but, uh, beat him again, that doesn't mean anything because it's not like you have home I computer do. advantage. Plus that's 50 not, points. That's not gonna mean anything. Okay, so the four seed though not decided because I thought <clears throat> Jeff was out of it. No, and Jeff beat Tyler last week, yep. and I think he's gonna win again this week. Nope. So him, he's losing to Rodriguez. Oh, okay. Well, if he wins, that doesn't again doesn't seal it because we have four weeks left. But I think that would put Daniel up two weeks. Two, excuse me, two games. So Daniel looks like the probably the four seed then. So what percentage? No, Rodriguez is. I think he's still a game behind Jeff, isn't he? No, it's the other. Way. It's Jeff's behind. Jeff's a five seed. The problem is Jeff's only a game behind me for and for a guy who basically 
put Otto Draft for the right, again. His, his general manager is Otto Draft again. And didn't do anything for he's, the he's record. Had a hell of a team. He has a starting pitcher. It's Iglesias from uh, the the Cincinnati, who's not a starter. He's a long. That's bullpen. what I'm saying. But he managed. But the crazy thing is that that guy manages to pitch a handful of innings at a time because Cincinnati stinks, and he puts together like eight I, points I, here. I've like been. I'm like working. I'm like working into the wee hours under candlelight, okay, trying yeah. to figure out how to win. And Jeff's like falls asleep during his draft, and his team's ten and five. What, what You're the okay. hell? So you were right. He's a game behind you, and he but he's also a game, game behind, behind Daniel. Daniel. Right. So it's like what the bloody hell, huh? pops? Maybe you won't even get into the playoffs. <laughs> but uh, see, so I think Daniel's you know, it's a possibility, and I, that, that's what really irks me. Kind of scurry. So I think that Daniel's going to be the four seed. So what are the percentages, realistically, that Daniel upsets Johnny, and what are the percentages that whoever wins out of the two of us can beat Johnny? Well, Rodriguez beat Johnny, right? He's the only one to beat him. So I guess you give him the quote-unquote puncher's chance, and it's possible that... So like 10%? Something, and what would be kind of the chaos theory would be you and I beat each other's brains out, uh, Daniel has one of those weeks where he beats the Japanese crap out of Johnny, and then he beats us, and then you're like, and then we look at each other like, what happened? Right. Okay, let's talk fantasy football here, because we finally, I think the dust is settled. Okay, hold on, let me get in the position. Whatever, don't even give me that. The dust is settled, I think keeper's trades are done, I think everybody's Yeah, because you guys' away. deadlines, right? Well, I mean, nobody else was trading. No, but, I mean, the, the damn keeper deadlines, the 25th, you're like... 72 hours, 48 we, hours. We got it hammered out, didn't we? It's done. I made the trade with you. Let's title this, How to Trade Keepers I'm Not Going to Keep and Screw Family Members But Still Get Christmas Gifts at Christmas. That's not what it is. It's uh, getting value yes. for guys. That Whatever. It's overvalue for guys you're not going to keep overvalue. anyway. Yes, Wait, it is. DeAndre Hopkins is one of the top three score receivers. It's, it's him, Brown, and OBJ. So you're welcome. What? Wait, you held me up, and then you say you're welcome. Well, now you don't have to just don't trade him like you did Gurley, and you have a keeper. Look, that was a dumb move, but I'm I'm still thinking where I don't convince. I read an article where a guy says he's not drafting Gurley because the Lambs. You want to know how to keep the L.A. Rams out of your front yard? Put a touchdown. Put up a goalpost. I mean, that's the problem. I mean, I could buy it. Tyler and I had that conversation, It's kind of a radical. It's a radical thought, but... It was one of the reasons I was going to move him is that it's, the Rams are still the Rams, and whether in St. Louis, L.A., Lafayette, or in this room, they're still the Lambs. Right. So they, they could still screw this up with Gurley. I don't dispute that. I agree. So that's but one of the reasons a, I traded. Unfortunately, trade. I, I think it was short-sighted, but it happens. No, I'm not, Hopkins, I'm going down to Houston, and I'm going to pick him up and say he's, I'm not giving him up. And my, so my guess is next year come out and say, where, especially if Antonio Brown gets hurt, you'll come screaming, no our keepers. No, I won't be screaming yes, that. Yes, you will. I like keepers. I enjoy keepers. Okay, in the original conversation of this, we talked about 2-2. Two, two. I don't recall this. Of course it'll go. Because <laughs> I right. don't think I ever agreed. I literally had what this are you, argument. Richard Nixon? I literally had this argument President with. President Reagan? Do you know anything about the Iron Contra? I'm sorry. I don't remember anything about this. I had this argument with CJ and his league last year because that team, you've been part of that league with me. They get bent out of shape that they lose and they want to get rid of keepers. So, no, I never no, agreed to I it. I don't think that we perpetually keep keepers. I, I think, think I think at some point. Keepers. No, I think at some point, Blair, we just we throw everything back in the hat and start over again. No. Yes, we do. I don't think so. I think we do. You're going to get... I'm pretty sure you can put it to a vote, but I don't think you're going to win. I'm just going to have to do kind of a presidential edict 
no. to say this is what we're going to do. It's two keepers. It's not like it alters the league all that much. You get to draft 16 other guys. Wait a second. I got to break in here. If you think that you're going to just make a decision, then I guess it's going to be Tyler as commissioner. Well, he's already commissioner Ty- of the Dynasty League, which he moved back. Not that anyone Wait, what is was playing the reason with us. behind that? I think just because it was so early. Also, it's you so got to draft. Yeah, because the first preseason game is this Sunday, and we were drafting next then Sunday. Then why the hell didn't you think about this when you initially set the date? Because he put it together, and now that he's got 12, now that we got the 12 people in, now he can make sure everything's fine. Okay, so I have Hopkins, and the logic, let's get back to this, but we're getting okay. off. I got Hopkins ostensibly because I was going to keep Jordy Nelson, but the news about his non-surgical knee. I'm worried about it being a problem but he's like it's no problem but it's still a problem because he's not practicing and he's on the pup list that's a problem yeah so as much as i like the guy i just well i i i realized i had to bite the bullet i talked to todd he made a good point too he's getting close to 30 which in packers land means he's getting close to being kind of phased away that's fine but they're gonna have to find someone else to take his place and they and if you watch them last year they don't no i agree i'm just letting you know that's another reason it might be time to start moving away from nelson because think remember what they did with jennings him and rogers on the same page he hit that age and they're like "Eh, okay nelson and cobb now and so then as soon as i make my trade tyler makes up the remnants of my deal with who did oh Corey Corey from lamar miller so tyler has what third and fourth overall but no second and you have two and yes. I have 10th. I'm picking, in, es- in essence, the last spot for the first six rounds. But I took a look at the draft board. I recreated the draft board, at least for the five rounds, taking out keepers. And there's, there's people there. Right, there so is. So th- that's the, it, it was, I was going back and forth on making this, do this deal. But one, then I decided Hopkins, Hopkins better than Jordy Nelson, which I know is probably not, you know, I didn't like discover the moon or something. I right. think that's pretty self-evident. Right. But having said that, that's the reason. But I think there's guys out there to be had. It's just a matter. Yes. As much as anything else, it's there's going to be people that make picks that are like, what? But it's uh, injuries, which we can't predict, will be the great equalizer. They're what screws you in the, in the well, ass. Especially the last couple of years, right? The trend has gone up like this for injuries, right? Yes. And I think especially the running backs, which has more people taking. I don't know if you heard right. this, Blair, which is a zero running back philosophy, which means... You really don't get anybody in the first five rounds. You just go get a handful of guys that are PPR guys that receive out of the backfield, or guys that are backups, or, and and you just run with that way. And then you get a lot. You get you get production from your receivers and probably a quarterback, and then you go that way. Now, I'm not suggesting yeah, that. That's- I'm not suggesting that anyone's going to do this, but I think I've, been, I've read more and more articles that are suggesting that that philosophy is starting to pick up pace simply because there's, there's less quality stud running backs. There's more running backs that are just are getting older or running backs by committee. So I, I can see that. It's just a matter of how I think it really it matters how this draft plays out. And you've been asking who's Bill going to take, who's going to Bill is going to take. I would think Elliot. Here's the problem, though, okay? Elliot automatically becomes Bill's for a best player. Yes. Because his keepers are, we think, we don't know. one of Fitzgerald and Edelman and Jonathan Stewart, we think. That's, okay, again, Elliot probably becomes his best player, yes. where if you draft Elliot, he's probably your third-place best player. Maybe second. Maybe. You yeah. understand the you understand the, the, what, where I'm going at this. Yes. You could afford Elliot to be out of bit. Bill can't. No. Real quick, I read Matthew Barry's 
It's not the manifesto, but it's it's a one hundred facts. Yeah, or whatever. And uh, it's something I changed because my philosophy has always been because the running back is such a tough position to get the best that you you have to find those guys early. Whereas he wrote in his thing, he said that your goal in the first four rounds is to get guys that you can count on week in and week out. They're going to produce. And he said that especially in the first two rounds, receivers are the safer picks. Especially They're less likely to get hurt. Right. They're less likely to get hurt. And in a PPR, their value is even enhanced beyond that. But we already talked about this because we're changing our draft where you don't have to draft – a kicker at a defense. Now, I think I'm I can't take change a, that. Oh, you can't. Okay, so we do. No, because if I if I if I put zero, then they just wipe them off the board. That doesn't make any sense. It's, well, the problem is it's ESPN's guidelines, so I can't really do anything with it. That sucks. Well, we we long story. We had talked about that because Barry basically said you get once you get your starting lineup. So basically, after you get your tight end. You just draft running backs and receivers, guys that you have potential right. either he, due to an injury or whatever to become starters. And he's always said if there if you have questions between a running back receiver, especially after you get past those first four rounds, running back. Right. Because you you could hit on a couple, and then you, then you're then you're locked in. Right. You know, and uh, otherwise you're scrambling. And I think to me there's quality there's there's some names of running backs starting around round five or six going down that I think are the, I would almost say would be the quote-unquote, if it isn't the zero running back approach, it's a zero half. It's not zero, I wouldn't say because I, because I could see getting one and getting to about the fifth or sixth round and picking another one because you just take the guys that are going to score. Another thing that Barry threw out is 47% of your scoring comes to your top four players. Yes. So obviously if that's the case, whether you got three running backs, a receiver, or a tight end quarterback, whatever. Yeah, whatever. You know, it just doesn't depend. So I think that's the way to go. I agree. Back to Bill now. So especially after the trades, I think you could make the argument, or at least I would, that nine of the ten people in our league with their keepers, if like you had rotated with any of those nine teams, you'd be like, okay, I can live with this. Bill is the one that I think that if anybody took over his team, be like, oh, boy. Because, I mean, at this point, I think – so Rick's got AP and probably Rogers. Nate's going OBJ and Luck probably. Jeff has Gurley and uh, Marshall Hilton, whoever you take. You Newton have yeah, okay. Cam, sorry, Cam Newton. Newton Cam Newton's going off the top. Cam Newton's going off the boards of the top quarterback. Okay, fine. Newton. Okay, Newton and AP. Uh, Jeff has Gurley, Hilton, Marshall. Tyler's got Bell, Brian. I'm keeping Brown and David Johnson. You've got Hopkins and Charles. I really don't know. I can Charles keep, or Rawls. It, on any particular day, Blair, I could find an article that says take Charles. Last night no. on, on Yahoo, I read two articles that was pro Rawls and said don't touch, don't, don't touch Charles. I don't think that I could lose. You could argue Tyler's been pounding it in my head. I want to see where, who gets on the field and who looks good. Because well, I think that's another reason why our dynasty draft was moved back too. Because the, neither one of them still not practiced yet. Right. I think it sounds like Rawls is going to hit the field first. I got to see what they're going to do. Right. So, you know, and... I think it helps that you could argue that the Seattle offense is more run based than the than the shit than the chefs the chefs are offense. It is because see, there was times that Charles was getting eleven carries; they were just going back and throwing the ball. I guess I don't I don't know if I would fundamentally I don't know if come out because I, I mean I, I I'm with and you. Andy Reid offense this. is more pass based. Yeah, than, I guess. 
I've, but I've, I guess it's true. I've look, read the look same up the statistics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've read the same articles as you two that you know one week people are saying Charles because Charles is consistent and everybody's oh he's going to lose time to wear the goal line right well Charles yes. they get using the goal line that's anyway. a guy to get at the end of your draft a vulture yes but <laughs> it, but anyway anyway the point was that I think you would agree besides Bill if you get stuck with any of the other nine teams keepers obviously there's yeah, yeah. some guys that you like but those nine you could live with <clears throat> I don't know what the hell Bill's thinking I mean there's one thing to be obstinate but I think when you're keeping Edelman or Fitzgerald and Stewart, n- none of those guys. I don't think you take any of those guys until round four. I don't think so because I think, I mean, I, I, mean, if we're I just would doing like a draft. I would like Edelman no to get keepers. dropped because I wouldn't mind him on my team. But, I mean, the two receivers I, I don't think are – I've been looking at rankings recently, especially with Dynasty because you got to draft differently. And I think those two aren't even in the top 40 picks. And Stewart might – I don't even think he's in the top 30 of picks. No, he is. Neither one of them would be picked for round four. So I'm saying. Yeah. I understand you holding out, but I, I think more than likely he's going to be the he's going to be the stinker of this. He's going to have probably the number one number one pick next year. Uh, it would look like it. In my opinion, uh, the guy that improved most from our trades, I think, is Corey, because he went from keeping Breeze and Jeffrey. Which Breeze is, I think, by most rankings, probably around five pick at the earliest. To now he has Miller and Jeffrey, which keeps him more in track with like making a first and second pick. So I think he got huge value because he only swapped three positions. He went from four to seven in yeah. round one, three, and five. I'm surprised Tyler didn't ask for his firstborn baby too. I think he just he. I mean, that gave him third and fourth overall. He gets to make two picks. Well, in the top as Jimmy four. Johnson said, it doesn't matter how many picks you have. You, you got to make the good picks. So we'll yes. see. So obviously, I'm guessing Tyler's going to get Gronkowski back. I don't think so. We've, okay. we've talked about it a bit. I think he's going. He, I think he feels, from what I've gathered from him, he's probably going to go running back receiver because his next pick isn't until pick 24. Okay. So I don't think he's going to jump on Gronk because then he might be. He's going to be possibly behind the boat when it comes to behind uh, the boat. That's Tyler saying there. Gonna be, uh, what cliche are you mangling? Because I'm I, I can't even think of what you would. behind the bullet, behind the gun, whatever. He's gonna be in trouble if he takes. I think he. I think he thinks that if he takes a tight end, he's gonna really hurt himself. Okay, I'm thoroughly right confused, but whatever. Whatever. My last point was going to be that you can't judge a championship obviously based on two players, but as we talked about, these are two very important players. So after all the shuffling of keepers here, pops, give me your rankings of who's most likely to win a championship based on just the two players. Because I have mine. I've given them to Tyler, and he agrees with me. Um, I would say the correct answer is I'm number one. Only because of the bell suspension. Because Tyler's number two. Okay, I guess this, I guess this segment's done. Because I've had, <laughs> you've already read my mind what, or something. What is yours? I don't know. You're telling me what to say. You want to you want to come over here and put your hand up my back, and I'll be a marionette. No, okay. Who, based on the two keepers, who would you favor? Just give me like your top five. I probably you, regrettably, but Johnson's still the question mark. Yeah, he is. Tyler, the problem the problem with Tyler is. Bell can't stay healthy and or sober. Right. And that's a problem. Right. And it's it's a hell of a because I think if he gets the four game suspension, that means he's in this in in the drug program, which means the next time he like gets caught doing a little bit of this, mm-hmm. or actually a lot of this. A lot of this. He's out for a year. Right. So we got the Josh Gordon situation. Right. Obviously having Bryant 
But if Romo goes down, and or let's say Elliott is nowhere near what people base, just because he's from Ohio State and everything, well, he's he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Right. There's Marco Murray. Right. I think Jeff's going to be there because he has Gurley, who's his receiver. Probably Marshall. Marshall or Hill. Assuming, now there's a lot of assumptions here. Assuming that Fitz, Fitzpatrick is what anything close to last year, and assuming Marshall doesn't pull a second year jackass tour, I think he could be there. Um, Jake has Julio and we think McCoy. Now, again, that's a problem because you, you like Julio. Can McCoy stay healthy? Will Rex Ryan continue to screw that Buffalo over? Right. I, I don't know. Um, that's four. Nate's got OBJ and Luck. Corey's got Miller and Jeffrey. I think it's it's really too. It, it, you could you could say at this point, but I think you could put Nate there, Daniel. I'm somewhere in that mixed. Yeah. It, it's Daniel's just, got Ingram and AJ Green. Right. So I mean, it it it's it's you could rank them, but everybody's got a question because even with me, I got the Hopkins. Whether I go Charles or Rawls. Charles has two knee surgeries. Rawls is coming off a pretty bad ankle surgery. Right. Second year back, it would assume to be the guy to go just because of the Seattle offense. I, I, I got to see him. But they I'm, did. I mean, they added like every running back they could get, too. That's the problem, too. Yeah. Well, because, so, I mean, everybody's already talking about pro size is third down back. Plus, they brought Michael back and they drafted, what, two other running yeah, backs or I, three other running backs? Well, okay, you got that versus the Kansas City where you had two guys come in. Shandrick uh, and Ware, who produced, yeah. versus two versus the Seahawks, who brought guys in they drafted. So I would think, just taking a look at that advantage, advantage Rawls, because you know you Kansas City got to the playoffs without Jamal Jamal Charles. Right. And there are some thoughts that Jamal Charles is going to be a cap casualty. Yeah, okay? there was. So no arguments here. I, I I I will make my decision in the proverbial eleventh hour of the eleventh hour, right. the eleventh hour, because I I'm going to have to wait. So it, right. it's, it should be competitive league. Yes. Let's keep talking football. Let's talk college football. Pops' favorite conference. It's, it's a holiday. Pops loves to talk SEC. So. Where do you want to start here, Pops? Because obviously there's there's a bevy of places we could start here. Do you want to start with Alabama? You know, excuse me. Do you want to put your Alabama hat and start with Alabama? Wait, wait a minute. Where, where do we get this thing that I'm an Alabama booster? I mean, outside of Tyler, because I take to, do them. We need, do we need to go back to the tapes? I mean, I, no. I'm picking Alabama. I didn't say roll that I'm actually. I appreciate greatness. I'm pretty sure you have Roll Tide tattoos somewhere on your body. One, I have no tattoos and will never get a tattoo unless it's something with me, you, and Tyler. Two, I didn't say I'm an Alabama booster, okay? Well, good or thing, alum. because we the might end up is, having to bail you out of jail because you're giving money to those Alabama, trying to keep them well, from winning championships. Speaking of which, can you lend me $500 because i gotta help pay, I got to help finance this cornerback that's coming through. Right. Look, I'm not an Alabama fan like Tyler's an LSU fan. I just, I, I'm trying to appreciate greatness, and I think that's what you're seeing right Fine. now. Okay. Tyler gets honked off because they beat his LSU team, and then he's like pushing Gus Malzahn as the greatest thing since sliced bread. And I don't know how many years ago, Tyler said if Auburn gets a good coach, they're going to be contenders for the championship. They've been contender for one championship, and they've been crap since. So this thing that somehow that I'm related to Nick Saban, which would mean you guys are related to Nick, Nick Saban, you'd have to explain that to Tyler. A good uncle to have. Right. I don't know if you've been watching his press conferences lately. He's come by as an old crotchy old bastard. That's fine. I'll just spend like five minutes with him. He'll give me tickets, and I'll be good to go. So I, let's start in the least, because okay. then we'll get to the West. Okay, so the least. So let's let's start with Florida then. 
do you buy what McIlwain did in year one, or is it just a kind of a product of a not great division? I don't buy it. Tyler would be here to tell me I'm crazy because because like Florida just needs a coach and tell me I'm wrong. But in in my Mazda game, I mean, that I in, got f- in the, fairness, the SEC does yeah, recruit. Please go it. ahead and jump in. We I have will. An idea you do it all the time, but it's, it's a big deal when somebody else does it. In yes, fairness, because I'm talking. Whatever. In fairness, the SEC does for a certain to a certain standpoint recruit itself because what I mean, you almost fit. Not all 14, because Vanderbilt doesn't cut it, and I think there's maybe there's another one in there. But, I mean, like, 12 of the 14 schools fall regularly inside the top yeah, 15. Yeah, Florida finished top 10 recruiting. Yeah. So you're right. They can recruit themselves. It's a matter of how, if, can you get the best of the best of the best. And Alabama – no, seriously, that's what no. it comes down to. I think I'm in a black. Right. Best of the best, sir. Yes. With honors. But seriously, the, it, that's what – and Alabama could get those guys. LSU right. brought in – I can't think of the guy or or Oregon from USC, right? And they finished like second or third. You got to get those guys. Those are the difference makers in here. You can get well, top ten. If you remember, Tyler wrote that article. I think last yes, year. Please interrupt again. I am. I'm adding to your point. You're welcome. Tyler wrote that article last year, but that there's been no team. I think in the last, I think it was like ten to fifteen years that's won a national championship without finishing inside the top ten. The, 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 the three previous classes had to five. finish within the top five, I think. Right, and unfortunately, Florida ain't. Tennessee ain't. Right. And that's what you need. Florida had a nice year. Right. But if you watched them at the end of last year, they got the Florida State kicked the crap out of them. Alabama beat the shit out of them. And Michigan basically took everything in, 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 except their jerseys. I don't know if you believe in that being something as a – indicator how the season's going to go but i think they got exposed florida's a good defense they lack offensive playmakers and one of the things points you brought out last year is that this is a new sec where you got to have quarterback who is the quarterback there and let me throw another one out okay we are dangerously close to austin appleby and danny etling playing meaningful minutes beyond labor day for the first time since they've been in high school because appleby's the number two at florida is it really yes Etling is the number two at LSU. LSU. Holy crap! So what? What? We're not talking. We're Big Ten's next week, but what a further indictment of how crappy our program is. Yeah, I'll get on them next week. Oh yeah, I've got a laundry list. Oh yeah, I got a laundry. I haven't gone after Purdue in a few weeks. I'm. We took. It's been. It's been a while. I have a lot of vitriols going after those schmucks because we haven't even talked about the Matt Painter. Uh, extension oh, yeah. that they we'll, did we'll, at eleven o'clock we'll on next the, week. On eleven o'clock in June when we'll, everybody's gone or July fourth and nobody's gone. They wanted to sneak that one in, hold a press conference with nobody there, so no one could ask a question. Yeah, we'll do but the anywho, extension next week too. But anywho, yes, Florida. The schedule, as much as anything else, is is also a, something you really have to watch in the SEC, right? Because like and, who and, you get, when you get them. And I, you know, last year, and I would like to make this. I'll make a statement about my picking LSU when we get to the West. Okay. I, I just don't know. I think Tennessee has probably more talent player than Florida. Okay. But I think as far as the coach, Butch Jones has come out to be an idiot. Versus McIlwain, who seems like he has a better idea what to do. He was with Alabama before Colorado State. Of course, he's so he's somehow distant related to us because me, me and Nick Saban I, I, are I brothers, actually, but not by just, the same mothers. Just whatever. pointing out that he was with the program that you consider head and shoulders yes, above the others, so the he probably program. knows what he's doing. I was I would assume, but it doesn't necessarily okay, happen all the time. Florida schedule. All right, Massachusetts. Wow, that's a that's a barn burner. Kentucky. Yeah. North Texas. 
Wait, really? Like, nobody, huh? At Tennessee. Now, obviously, that to me is going to decide probably who wins this. I know uh, people are thinking are on the Georgia bandwagon with Kobe Smart. I, I, and they've got talent. Georgia can recruit themselves, too. I just don't know what to make of Is Kirby Smart's going to be a good I mean, coach or a schmuck? Just look at the running back position. Yes. Oh, man, we lost a 1,000-yard rush. That's okay. We got another one. They just one. go get another one. Yeah. They get, they get, they got a guy walking down the middle of the campus who has not playing. Is like, what did you do in high school? 5,000 yards, we need you. And he starts and runs for 150 yards on Saturday. Because they had, they had Gershel, and then Marshall went down. So they had Gurley. Then Marshall came back, and then they had Chubb. But wasn't there somebody before Gurley? I don't know. I, I, mean, they I, just I can't keep track of all the 1,000-yard the rushers. The on How the hell does this team lose? That's the bigger question. No clutch team. At Vanderbilt, yeah. LSU at home. That's a good one. That's a problem. Missouri, Georgia at Jacksonville. That's a problem. At Arkansas, yeah. South Carolina. Oh, here's a good one. They couldn't find a high school available for the next to last week. Presbyterian. Jeez, I'm Pete. So apparently that's the, is a joke. So apparently Florida went and picked a church in Gainesville and said, hey, we need a warm-up game before <laughs> we play church. Florida. It is. <laughs> like a flag football league? Yes, something. <laughs> And then they go to Florida State. Right. Okay. So I think you lose. That's I, only good non-conference. I think team. you lose to Tennessee. I think LSU beats you because in, in even though Florida Florida gave LSU a really good game. Yeah, it was a good game. Um, the Georgia one, you never know. Georgia, what to make. I don't know because it's like Georgia kind of gets in the fetal position when they play what, Florida for it, what reasons I don't get. It's like the last two seasons. So it was two seasons ago. I think Georgia was sitting on top of the world, looking to possibly be in the playoffs. Yeah, and I upset picked by them. a crappy I, Florida I team. I got on the bandwagon. They go down to Jacksonville and just lay it in, and like they just roll their helmets out there and said, "We give up." And then and then last year, Florida, I'm pretty sure, was you know riding high, upset by Georgia. And then I, I just think where with that schedule, I, I just don't know. I, I, you know, conversely, I think Tennessee has the best talent in the East. I mean, they were everybody's favorites last year. But, boy, I just I don't know what to think of Butch Jones, who, who, who had a good team in Cincinnati, but it's, it's like he could recruit. But, boy, if you ask him to coach a football team, he's kind of like, he's kind of like uh, Henry Winkler on <laughs> The Waterboy. You know, he's probably sitting on the football saying, Oh, I need your help. That that's kind of well, how bad it is. Do you is. remember? Because last year everybody was riding high on Tennessee. Because I think Tennessee is one of those programs college football thinks they need, right? And, and the, because of the rivalries that they have, and yes. then the Oklahoma came into town, and that was one of the worst football games I've ever seen. I didn't watch it. It was bad. Yeah, people believe that that Tennessee needs to be like what you're saying, but the, I think that only applies to people in Tennessee. I would argue that Texas is probably more important, or USC is more important. Well, Maybe definitely. Notre Dame, because it's a team you love to hate, and I just hate to hate. They are kind of the villains of the college football. Okay, so Tennessee's schedule. Okay, Appalachian State. Wow, right there. Well, I mean, it's, decent. it's a decent D2 program, but... Here's one I don't really get. They're going to Bristol Motor Speedway to play Virginia Tech. Oh, you told me about that. I got nothing. I, what, the, what the hell? I don't even know how that works. I don't know either. Ohio? Garbage. Florida? That's... September 24th. The next week at Georgia. Okay. That's key games right there. Right. They're going to have to at least win. One of them. If they win both, I think they clearly win this division. Yes. If they lose both, they're not going to win, and you're going to be thinking Butch Jones might be out because apparently he says, what, what you you rape girls? That's okay. Just make sure you show up on Saturday because that's another that's another coach oh, yeah. that ignores yeah. stuff down in Tennessee. That was Tennessee, yeah. So, and somehow he got past that. Uh, yeah, they disappeared. Because apparently the rednecks at Tennessee are just like the hillbillies down in Florida who bail people out, the, you know, the Don't sheriff. Texas. Of Cal- 
sheriff of Leon County is like, hey, what, you raped a girl who played Florida State? Get out there. We need you to win that football game on Saturday, boy. It's the same thing. At Texas A&M, that ain't going to be easy. That's no. UK, you got Florida at Georgia. What, what, this only gets better. Listen to this four-game run. Florida at Georgia at Texas A&M and Alabama. That doesn't, that's not good. I think that might change your prediction for them winning the East. Well, they'd be lucky to get out of that 2-2, two and two, let alone I mean, a winning record. They might come out of that 1-3 and three or 0-4. The problem is I, just, I don't know who to pick here. And I really haven't made a pick. I just, all I said was I think Tennessee has better talent. Right. But the coach is a problem, and that schedule doesn't help. No. I'll, I'll give you my. I'll give you who I wins this after we do the Georgia schedule. But okay, after that, so you're at South Carolina, Texas Tech, or excuse me, Tennessee Tech, Kentucky. <laughs> now that's a big difference. Texas Tech and Tennessee Tech. Uh, well, yeah, a little bit. Kentucky, Missouri at Vanderbilt. Okay, let's do Georgia's schedule because obviously the East is the worst of the division, and I we got we're going to talk about the West here a little bit. George and again, Georgia is it Dominic Sand? No, that's a free safety. The the running back we're talking about, Blair, is uh, yeah, because Chubbs went down, right? Sonny Mitchell, right. Michael, right? I think so. Yeah, that's another. That's another thousand yard rusher. No, they, they apparently they grow on trees in Athens. I guess North Carolina they play in Atlanta. Okay, that's a good team. Nickel State. I don't know who that is because they couldn't play Quarter State. I guess at Missouri, mm. at Old Miss. Okay. Tennessee. Right. At South Carolina. Yeah, they suck this year. Vanderbilt. Yeah. Florida and Jacksonville. Okay. At Kentucky. Okay. Auburn. Okay. Louisiana. <laughs> yes, the LSU Mud Dogs? Something like that. Georgia Tech. I think Georgia wins this because clearly the schedule, That's they don't play Alabama. easier schedule. As opposed to the other two teams that do. Or uh, I, I guess Tennessee plays Alabama. And Florida plays LSU. I think just based on the schedule, I'm taking Georgia 1, probably Florida 2, ten, and Tennessee 3. Because I think Tennessee, you could argue Georgia has the better talent, but Tennessee's right up there. The coach is a negative. I don't know what to think of Kirby Smart. And I think you like the hire, though, right? Yeah, I guess. I, I just I, I really don't know what to think about him because he's been a defensive coordinator, and he hasn't left Nick, Nick Saban's side. Right. And then he gets the Georgia thing. And I know this has got there was, they've had a graduate student who's got one more year of eligibility at Bama want to transfer to Georgia. Georgia. And the dictator formerly known as Nick Saban said, "No." And he's taking a lot of crap for that after he's had his Cam Robinson and a guy was in a car doing a little bit of this, actually doing a lot of this with a gun, and he didn't do anything to Cam Robinson. Then he gets another offensive lineman who's probably second or third, and he's like, "You're gone. You're disbanded. Get out of here." And, and Boy, he's been taking a lot of heat, and he's come across as kind of an angry old guy because of how he's dealing with the press. So they don't play each other, Bama and Georgia. But, boy, it's going to be interesting when they do because I think Saban is pissed off at, at Smart because there was thought that Smart was going to be the guy that's going to take over for Saban at Bama. Okay. Now he goes to Georgia. Right. So well, because we'll I remember when we talked about this when he got hired. Tyler was saying that what kind of what you were saying, that they that he'd been there for so long that he kind of took this job because at some point people were going to be like, okay, apparently he's never going to take a job. Well, the thought was that, from, that he was going to take over Alabama when Saban retires. Right. The question is, when is that going to be? Who knows? I don't know. Is and he I think leave for another right. program? And I think Georgia threw him everything, including like all the peaches in the state, if you come over to coach for us. And he's like, I might as well. Georgia's a good job. Oh, a very good job. Recruit, they recruit Atlanta. A lot of support, a lot of money. The facilities are behind. 
you're in the East, which means you could win that. And if you get into the SEC championship, you've got a chance to get into the playoffs. All bets are off. That's the logic. Okay, let's talk West here because obviously way better the division. First question. Hold on. Wait a minute. i got to make a statement No, too late. No, i got to make a statement. Actually, before we leave the East, I want to say that South Carolina, they're going to be awful because I I don't like. Must Champ's an idiot. He's an idiot. So good job with that hiring, guys. Way to to make it even worse. Really bad. Okay, last year I picked LSU. I do not want to be blamed. I don't kiss want to say death. this is a kiss of death. Pops, you because see, let, let, be, wait a minute, hold on. Let's I'm backtrack. making a public let's statement. Backtrack. Hold on. It's not even just the LSU thing. Whenever you pick teams that we have a interest in as a family, Tyler or me, you destroy any chances. It's not just LSU. I'm not taking it's this. Proven. No, I I was not behind them going to Alabama and rolling over in the fetal position or losing so the bad. next two games because they had an Al- Alabama hangover. That was on less less miles, and it's the reason he almost some, got fired. He made some questionable, de- especially last year, some questionable decisions during the season. Right, and so I want to say that's not my fault. Okay, okay. Clearly, the number one team is Alabama. That's, they won last. I was, was going to introduce the division, but yeah, go ahead. Say, I, I, I mean, you're not an Alabama fan, but man, we can't wait to get to start talking about them. No, I'm I'm, I'm starting with the best. You're t- it's the Alabama no, program. My question was okay. So Auburn was really bad last year. But in general, like the last, let's say, two or three seasons here, the West has been super competitive. Because who saw Old Miss and Mississippi State two years ago? Old Miss finished second in the division last year. Arkansas, for as much crap as we gave to uh, Beelima, Beelima, yeah, Beelima, excuse me, Beelima Beehive. from leaving Wisconsin, Beehive, Beehive. Um, they finished third last year. So, in your opinion, I know you're picking Alabama one. Everybody in the world knows that. But is I it, wouldn't say that. I took it, LSU last year. Is it Alabama, LSU 1 and 2, or is Old Miss, Arkansas, they going to have something to say about it? I think the winner of Alabama, LSU wins this, wins this division and probably the SEC. I've gone back and forth on who's going to win, and we'll get back into that later. But I think those two are still the top programs. Right. LSU has way too much talent to be losing three or four games a year. Agreed. Something's got to give here. It's a, it's for the it's he, for some reason they just don't figure out the. I mean I know Tyler's literally pulled hair out over it. It's the quarterback thing. Well, I also think Blair, it's Cam Cam or excuse me, Les Miles hires an offensive coordinator so he can an arm on Saturdays and start running, run the ball. Well, that's what's great, right? Run the ball because we gave him we run gave we gave Les Miles compliments, right? Because when they hired. I don't remember if it's the first year, but it's Cam Cameron, right? And then yes. you saw what he could do with um, the guy that's in Tennessee now, the Titans, the quarterback. Mar- uh, uh, Mariota? No, no, the backup, the LSU quarterback. Oh, yeah, yeah. We uh, saw what we could do with him, right? They actually had Mettenberger. Mettenberger. They had a legitimate offense, right? Right. So they go from that back to the guy that Tyler can't stand. The Michigan can't offense. His name, and then it's just like run, 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 it's punt. It's the Michigan offense. It's, it's three balls. It's, you know, it's, three, it's three yards and a clot of dirt. Yeah. When in doubt, run the ball. And, and everybody any, knows that. Yeah, and if anything, I think Alabama has shown, because they were a team that did that, especially under Saban, they were just going to get average quarterback play and protect the ball. But he's evolved with um, the, US, uh, the USC coach, the old USC coach, yeah, well, the young guy. I can't think of his name. But he's, he's come in to revamp the offense. Lane Kiffin. Yeah, Kiffin, because you have to. Right, but the problem is, is that I think Saban – is at least give Lane Kiffin rain enough to Agreed. make calls, whereas Les Miles has his hand both on the play calling and around Cam Cameron's neck, so he can't either A, pull up the list and call a play, B, you can't hear him because he's like, 
And that's the problem I here. I agree. I mean, look at what Kiffin did with that uh, quarterback two seasons ago that no one thought was anything. Ha- however, boy, I think Cameron at least runs the offense during the practice week. I don't think he's done sufficient enough to develop the quarterbacks no. anywhere near what Lane Kiffin has. Agreed. Because that's, and that's something you've got to take a look at, too. Because Brandon Harris won out because the other guy, I can't think of his name, Johnson, Jones, whatever, he's gone. Okay, that, so this is Brandon the Harris. Guy, the team. guy that left is the guy that Tyler couldn't stand. Right, he hated him. So this is Brandon Harris's right. team. He, Cameron has to have the ability to a develop this guy, and unless Miles has to let him run the offense enough to where like Lane Kiffin allows, or Lane Kiffin can run the offense for Nick Saban, even though Saban looked down like, what the hell was that? But still, he has his ability because you can see the play calls saying Lane Kiffin's calling the plays, whereas at LSU, Let's, it's. Yeah. Bo Schembechler's calling the plays, well, even though he's in the, he's dead. That, because it's less miles being more Bo, Bo Schembechler, which is run, run, run. And it, you can't do that. That I mean, to give uh, a little bit of more, I guess a little bit more blame on Les Miles to take a little bit more off Camp Cameron, The especially last year, the other thing that drives me nuts with uh, Les Miles and Tyler, too, is the times that he has switched quarterbacks doesn't make any sense either. Because you remember, not I don't think it was last year, the year before, they had what's-his-face starting, and they put Brandon Harrison in against yeah, I, I an Auburn know. team that was one of the best in the country. I mean, that's, a, that's a quick way to ruin a, a young kid by putting him in against a championship. I, I, I just don't know, and it's amazing that you're going to be fired, you're going to be fired, you're going to be fired, and, hey, would you like an extension? And that's how the LSU administration handled last mile. Like, what? It's like the Colts with, with – Grigson. And uh, – What's it with the coach? Oh, yeah, Pagano, sorry. Yeah, right. It's like, we're going to fire you, you're going to fire you, you're going to fire Hey, would you like to come back? we got five years and $500 million. Right. What What the hell are you guys doing? I, I agree. It doesn't Look, make any sense. The, ske- the schedule is going to be the indicator. Let me get on my moral soapbox. Moral, moral soapbox. Right. Now, look, we couldn't figure out how Mississippi was doing it. Right. Right? Well, we found out. They're like everybody else. They're cheating. Well, I think everybody in the NCAA. Right. Any, anybody winning in the NCAA, I'm pretty sure okay, is cheating. But if you listen to Hugh Freeze, all right. Oh, okay. You said he, this last he's year. Like, go ahead. He gives praise to God. Right. Like, you know, the will of God and God this, God that. I'm confused because I thought there was one God, all right? And I know Tim Tebow prays to a big God, all right? Right. So, and you guys keep telling me Tim Tebow's a good guy. He is a Doesn't good guy. Doesn't do anything wrong. Wouldn't hurt a fly. However... Hugh Freeze prays to the same God and cheats. And his explanation is this. There's a difference between making a mistake and cheating. What? Okay. No, there isn't. That's just semantics, and you're wrong. What I see Hugh Freeze doing is he's sitting down on a Friday night saying, God, and by the way, can I bribe people? And God's like, sure. No, like, Pops, can, can I extort things? He's like, why not? He's like, can I basically cheat to gain an advantage and screw people? And the guy's like, go for it. You're doing it wrong. And he I'm says, confused. if you have a problem with this, say something. Nothing. Okay, the I'm good to go. Being, Tim Tebow prays to this same God okay, as you freeze. You're getting away from football and now. Hold on. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now. And I just think that this whole thing is a phony baloney. Mississippi's as dirty as anybody else, but he's trying to hide behind God and the Bible and his moral... Moral, moral, whatever that comes. Because no one's that ever done that before. On, and he comes along as a lying schmuck. Okay, but no coach has ever done that before either. No, I just got, I got sick of listening to Hugh Freeze probably embracing God every time there was a comment. You know, God, 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 God. 
Old Miss uh, come out last year and beat Alabama again, second year in a row. Right. A lot of people, they're trendy picked to contend. I, I, to me, I think that what's going on, don't they put on some sort of a self, self-discipline program? I don't even know if anything come out of it. I don't think so. I just, to me, I think this kind of exposes them. Um, I, and I think, I think LSU is probably better than Ole Miss. Right. But because Ole Miss has beat Alabama, then and there is some Ole Miss questions. has a better quarterback. They got right, that, I'll give uh, you that. But I think the talent. The son of a quarterback, right? Kelly. Yeah. I think, but the overall talent, Blair, I, I don't know if LSU's out talent is right there with Bama's. It's just, if you took Saban and put Hugh him in. Freeze has recruited pretty well, too. Right, but he's also lost a lot of talent. And I don't know if he's, and the recruiting is pretty good this year, but I think he's lost more talent than what's coming in. If you put Saban in charge of LSU today, they win national title. I mean, no argument. You put less miles of charge of Alabama, they lose four games. That's the problem right here. I wish Tyler was here. I'm kind of curious to see what he said about that. Okay, here's the old Miss. Here, well, I don't know. Here's the old Miss schedule. Okay. Florida State at Orlando. It's a tough one right out the gate. Again, and there's no, there's no, the next week there's no high school available, so you play Wofford. Wofford. Got it. Alabama. So this gets serious Man, real quick. real fast, isn't it? And you know Saban looking forward to that one. He's pissed off. I mean. He, Two he, years he, in a row. Right. Georgia comes okay. in the week after that. They get very, if somehow they beat Alabama, they could have a, a, a hangover effect, and they could lose that game. Or they could be riding high, and everybody's picking them number one. Memphis. Wow. At Arkansas. No, they were actually decent last year. At LSU. Okay. That's three tough games out of, what, five? Yeah. I mean, Arkansas is no slouch either. No. Auburn, there's a slouch for you. <laughs> Sorry, Tyler, did you say something? Okay. Um, Georgia Southern, because that, Georgia Northern is busy that weekend. Right. At Texas A&M. Okay. At Vanderbilt. Mississippi. Not, not. I mean, it's the West, so what do you expect? But not, not an easy. easy schedule. Okay. Especially when you throw in FSU. Is there a chance, in your estimation, that Danny Antling sees the field for LSU this year? God, I hope not. But realistically, maybe. I'm telling you, if he gets on there and he wins football games for LSU, I'm going to go find Daryl Hazel. And I'm going to do something to him. For the record, Hazel didn't recruit Etling. I don't care. I'm pretty sure. No, no it was the other way around. Hazel didn't recruit Appleby. Who have, what are the chances that he sees time for Florida? Because I, I think it's, it's Treon Harris, for, that's right? What, that's what I'm saying. It's We're dangerously close to both of these guys playing meaningful football after Labor Day, since in high school. Wow. Okay, okay, LSU schedule. They that's, got Leonard Fournette we've not even touched on, who I think arguably is the best player. They have basically everybody back. they got really good receivers, a good defense. And here's the key hiring. They went out and got the defensive coordinator of Wisconsin named Dave Aranda. Who did a really good job at Wisconsin, you and he has a hell of a lot of he has a hell of a lot more talent down at LSU. They need yeah. the one. Th- I'd like to see LSU diversify their defense okay. and make it more NFL co- complicated. Uh, no, no arguments that that is not a not a bad idea. But at the same time, the defense really wasn't the problem. No, but a good a better defense will help an offense that's like pedestrian. Pops, if they run, if they they run three times and punt, doesn't matter if the defense the defense got to score touchdowns. Otherwise, well, it doesn't matter. Well, the defense that can look down the offenses and tell them hold them. Yeah, I mean okay. that's best case scenario. Okay, LSU schedule. All right, they play Wisconsin and Green Bay. All right, that's, oh, that's open just the week. cool. I, just, I, I still think it's awesome that they're going to play in Lambeau. I think it's cool too. I just don't want to pay the tickets. Right, Jacksonville State. <sighs> that's a rough one. Mississippi State. Okay, at Auburn, Missouri. Okay. 
Okay, so the beginning, like the first half of the schedule is not that bad. They should start out 5-0. and zero. Yeah. At Florida, which is going to be one of those games that's an indicator, What is this the LSU of last year or is this the new evolved LSU? Okay. Southern Miss. Okay. Old Miss. That'll be a good one. Alabama. Ooh, back-to-back. That's Wait rough. a minute. Hold on. Hold, wait for it. At Arkansas. Wow. So they get, like, for arguably the first six or seven weeks, not bad, and then those three in a row. Then you got Florida, Southern Miss, Ole Miss, Bama, Arkansas. That is tough. That's a stretch right there. Southern Alabama. Yeah. At Texas A&M. The problem is last year I felt that the schedule was in LSU's favor. I don't think the schedule's in their favor this year. That's problematic. As good as they are, and I think this is a good team, Right. I think they could beat Bama at LSU and still not win this division. I've looked at the Bama schedule. You tell me what you think after I read you the okay. Bama schedule. Okay. Give me Alabama's schedule. lost a lot of talent. Yes. But they seem to be able to fi- fix this, and they, they're rebuilding, but they're in the playoffs every damn year. I mean, they're a factory. So Let's just be honest. They're a factory. It, it would appear that that's what we're dealing with again. Here's the Bama schedule. Okay. And I say that going forward, we don't say schedule. We say schedule. Schedule. Got story. it. USC and Texas at the Jerry Dome. Okay. So we agree that they're going to beat both those teams. Beat the crap out of yeah. them. Yeah. Western Kentucky. The, that that one's the tough one. <laughs> okay, at Ole Miss. Okay, so that one they're gonna have pen, they're gonna have circled. They're gonna be honked off. Yeah, Kent State. Okay, Kentucky. Man, they they, they scheduled some cupcakes so they could literally beat. Well, the shit it's out gonna of Ole get Miss. your quarterback developed, whoever it is, and right. I, and, and there's like five guys that are Blake. I are you you might be the sixth guy that's going I, flying down to Alabama trying to, trying to win that job. I am the sixth guy. You couldn't name any of them outside of you, but there's like five other guys with you trying to win that job. Yeah. Okay. Here's where it starts to get interesting. At Arkansas. Okay. At Tennessee. Okay. Texas A and M. Those three decent, pretty good wait, teams. Wait for it. At LSU. Wow. That's another four-game stretch. Man, that's another. It's the, like the first six weeks are like, we might as well snooze our way through half the season, and then all of a sudden it kicks up a notch. I don't think they win all four of those. I don't think you can. I, I think at best three and one, but it's not going to be easy. They, and they could go two and two. And if they go two and two on this, then you're – you're, either way you go, boy, you're, you're going to have another year of great football in the SEC. Right. You could see maybe maybe Old Miss prays to God and God helps Hugh <laughs> Freeze figure out another way to cheat that he can't be caught by the NCAA and they win this division. On the other hand, maybe LSU could still win this, but it, it, the scheduling is, is so tough, it, it, especially in the West. The, the, I think the, the way that the, the LSU and the Bama schedule is with those big stretches at the end, I think it makes the Bama-Ole Miss game that much more important because it's so early. Right. Because if Ole Miss beats Bama early, that really that's, puts the pressure on Bama than that stretch. Right, the and that's season. what they did last year. I, I, I anticipate, as good as that game's probably going to be, I anticipate Bama winning this because I'm thinking Saban's going to throw yeah. everything at him. Yeah, I don't think, even Forrest I don't don't. think Hugh He'll Freeze. call him out of retirement and say, you return kick. Man, that kid's fast. Okay, after LSU, Mississippi State, Chattanooga, okay. Auburn. So it's the old Miss game and that stretch of four. Yeah, so nobody really has it easy. I mean, and I, but I think that the Alabama schedule is a little bit more favorable than, than the LSU I schedule. I think you would make the argument, though, that this year compared to years, because it seemed like the last couple years it's been a gauntlet of a schedule, whereas this, specifically for LSU and Bama, there's a stretch of like six weeks there where it's like, man, did, they, did they really even have to show up? Right. But so it's the, not as much of a gauntlet as it seems it has been in years past. But those games are not easy. No. When you're looking at four games back-to-back-to-back, to back to back, I mean, you're really going to be certainly that's 
that that's really good to indicate your season. Okay, so before you give me your picks for the the, the conference, I wanted to ask you about there's the three other teams that uh, well one that we always end up talking about when we talk SEC, and then two that I think are interesting. And the first one is Auburn. They finished last in the West last year. Gus Malzahn is under the gun. I would have canned him time. last year. But, again, Tyler famously said three years ago, if you get a good coach, they can compete yearly for championship. That clearly has not failed, and that's what Auburn's history has been. They get one or two good years, and they just they can't recruit as, com- as compared to Alabama. Just can't. I, I don't think it's – I think more than likely, if he doesn't win nine games, Malzahn's out, and you're, all, you're doing this thing over and over again where you're trying to get a coach down there, and I don't know who it is. And I think Gus, Gus Malzahn will probably be fired after this year. Okay. The other two I wanted to ask you about is Arkansas because I feel like they've become – when, when Bielema was hired, we were like, couldn't win in the Big Ten. What are you going to do in the SEC? And granted, last year they started well, we out right. kind of slow. But, I mean, they've become a team that's climbed the rankings the, the few seasons he's been there. I mean, they finished, I think, third last year he in the West. He would better serve staying in Wisconsin because he had a Wisconsin team that was getting 10 wins going to the Rose Bowl. Now, with the way the Big Ten set up, he could, that, that would have been the best program player in the West, and he could be at least getting to the Big Ten title game with a shot to get to the playoffs. Now, he's at best the fourth, maybe the fifth, depending on what you think about who's leaving Texas A&M all of a sudden, because there goes another quarterback. That's, that was the other team. You know, and the thing is, they're good, they're tough, they're run-oriented. They're, they picked the wrong division to be in. I mean, if they could, like... <laughs> change their name to East Arkansas. Maybe they could get in the East. You know what I mean? (laughs) Other than that, it's just he's he's up against Saban, Miles, and whoever you freeze is, you know, praying to cheat to to win at Mississippi. All kidding aside, those four programs are better than his. And and he's going to have to figure out a way to pull a couple upsets. Otherwise, he's helped stabilize the program. They won eight games. The problem is you, you, those games that you're going to go against Alabama, LSU, Mississippi, I don't know if you could win any of them, to be so, honest with so you. So you're saying that you sounds like you're saying about eight wins about the ceiling. I think then. that's the ceiling for him. Okay, and then the last thing, you, you made a joke about it, but it's Texas A&M because what the hell's going on at that program? Apparently Kevin Sumlin is a bigger jackass than we thought. And I guess. From what I'm hearing, he's promising everything to the moon he's just not praying to god to do it he's just saying you're you're my starting quarterback that guy's a jerk no you're my starting quarterback that guy's a jerk and people are getting pissed and leaving well because they've lost what is it three three top five star quarterbacks in the past two seasons i don't know it's not good you you would think that there'd be a little bit more scrutiny but i i don't know if the baylor thing has completely got people's attention in texas as to what the hell they're doing right but something's going on at A&M, and he's, probably, he's as much under the gun as Gus Malzahn is, and Les Miles. I, I think Miles could be, granted, only a, a college program with, that's a burgeoning with money could want to fire the guy, fire the guy, here's five-year contract, turn around and fire him the next year. That sounds like the Cleveland Browns way or the Tampa Bay Bucks way of like running things. Good but luck Miles could be in, Miles could be in trouble. But I think Sumlin is in trouble if he doesn't win nine games. I don't think that's going to be the case unless he decides to go play in the uh, what Mid America Conference. So after Manziel, it was Kenny Hill, and then he lost the job and was also a dickhead. And I don't remember where he transferred to. I don't know. And then they had the they had the half, kid last year. Half the programs in America have former Texas A and M quarterbacks. Yeah, well they had I don't the, know where they had the at. freshman last year, and then they went with the true fresh. They went with the 
true because they had the guy that replaced Hill. They went with him last year. Then they went with the true freshman. Though they both transferred. I think they had another five star quarterback supposed to come in that he decommitted and went somewhere else. So you're talking about like four five star quarterbacks. I don't know. I honestly think where the Manziel and uh, Mike Evans elevated this program beyond what that program really was about and they went they went to Alabama that one year under Manziel's freshman or sophomore years and won they just they've been competitive they, they score a lot of points they just don't win now you're starting to see that the things are coming apart and I know Sumlin is like frustrated because I think eight wins maybe nine is probably the ceiling of an A&M and they were fairly close relatively close kind of sort of close I, I can't come up with something that says you're almost close to getting through the LSU Alabama ceiling and they couldn't do it and now they're kind of like they're they're fighting Arkansas you know and, and Mississippi State's going to slide back too and I think I now think people are getting year. people are getting honked off someone's promising or doing anything he can to to with his players and people are getting sick of it right so and I think they also lost an offensive coordinator who when somebody decommitted the offensive coordinator went after the kid I'm like what are you an idiot yeah. so I mean someone I think Melzon and someone I think both will be fired after this year unless okay. they lose unless they win 10 games and that ain't happening right yeah because one of the kids I think went to TCU I think another one went to Oklahoma because didn't yeah. Trevor Knight left Oklahoma to go to A&M didn't he are you sure it wasn't a trade kind of like a, a, yeah, they, they made, made a, a they made a deadline deal look we'll trade our disgruntled quarterback for your disgruntled quarterback straight up okay, that, I think that might have been what happened okay so okay who wins the East? Georgia. Georgia wins the East. Who wins the West? Well, I've, I've gone back and forth on this. Last year, I was riding the LSU bandwagon, and you're going to basically said it blew four tires and then just ran out the road and, you know, went down the ditch. I think LSU has as much talent as anybody else. I don't like the schedule. Until Les Miles believes in Cam Cameron and Cam 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 Cam, let me try that again. And Cam Cameron can develop quarterbacks like uh, – what uh, what's him call it at Alabama? Kiffin. Kiffin. Boy, I, I just don't know. And I, I I think Danny Antling will see the field, which is regrettable because you, Harris needs to play. I think Alabama wins this, but I'm not terribly confident. Okay, so who finishes second or third in the West? Um, second, I think it's going to be LSU, simply because I think my prediction is Bama wins this, but goes to as goes to LSU and loses. Ole Miss loses to both, so I think it's. Bama 1, LSU 2, Ole Miss 3. Okay, so I'm assuming you have Bama over Georgia. Yes, in the in the Kirby Smart Bowl. That'll be fun. Okay, so then Bama, I'm assuming, is in the playoffs. Yes. Then. And then I'm I'm assuming, because it's the SEC, that one of the uh, one of LSU or I'm assuming LSU then at this point is the higher rated New team Year's will six. get in. The, you, can they put two? Is there a rule on that? I, I don't think so because they still have the contracts. <clears throat> okay, I, I honestly think Georgia and LSU could get in, but I think – the way this schedule set up, those somebody's going to have probably three losses again, maybe four, because the schedule is so stacked that you, I don't know if you could go through this. These games are not spaced out like they were maybe a year ago. And it's going to be great for TV ratings, but as far as trying to, I don't know. But if Alabama goes undefeated, I think you have to get on and pay homage to him. I think I think Tyler's going to have to because Tyler Tyler goes after Les Saban like he's the he's like Bobby Petrino. There are they are a great program. There's no denying. He's like it. this. That, that's the devil down there. But you are you're the Alabama booster. Oh, for Christ's sake! That's definitely yeah. A whatever. Game. Okay, so then yes. So you're saying the the higher ranked of LSU, Georgia, Old Miss gets in the New Year's Six. Then. Yes. Okay. I I don't have an. I, it's it's tough because. 
I'm with you. I think that uh, Alabama and LSU are equal in terms of talent. Alabama lost a lot of talent. Schedule not yeah, favor anyone. That's but true. I feel like at this point in time, until LSU beats Bama and wins the division again, I, you got to ride with Alabama. You got to realize Ridley's back, Howard's back, that uh, that offensive line is back for Alabama. That's a good starting place. The yeah. quarterback's unknown. I don't know who the running back is because they depended so much on Henry last year, but I think they just keep plugging guys in. Yeah. So I, I, until, until LSU wins the West, I think you pick Alabama. Right. Okay. We will bump the NFC West and the AFC West. We'll do those next week. We'll talk about Purdue because we got the Big Ten. We'll talk about the Painter extension. We'll do all that next week. We've got baseball waiver claims still coming out and the quarterback preview soon. Almost done. Almost done. You've okay, got to make so sure Tyler started his elaborate 500-guy Running, running back, back preview. <laughs> no, it was 500. It was receivers. It was 500. No, guys. he's going to do both. Okay, fine. So look, keep an eye on the blog, 3sportsguns.com for that. Thank you to on-site producer Rick Mason. We're in partnership with My Retro Radio. Sprushback Pitches podcast presented by 3sportsguns.com. Two gunsters this week, Blair. Not Blair. And we'll catch you next week. Join us next time for the Brushback Pitches. Find us online at 3sportsguns.com. That's the number 3sportsguns.com. This has been a Gunther Sports and Entertainment production in association with My Retro Radio.